Over the past nine weeks, we've been considering the life of Joseph. I'm sure some of you have identified with someone in this story. There's the old father, Jacob, who grieved for more than two decades over the loss of a 17-year-old son. There are 10 brothers who deceived their father, making him believe his son was dead and who for the last 29 years had to live with their lie and the pain they brought to their father's heart. There's enough pain in this story to go around. But today we're finally going to focus on the pain in Joseph's life. Imagine Joseph as he managed the affairs of Pharaoh. Every day he directed a large-scale enterprise of food gathering and later food distribution. And then he went home every night to his own wife and children. All the while, unseen to most people in Joseph's world, was this suitcase he carried. He carried it to work with him every day. He brought it home with him every night. He ate with it, and he slept with it. He never went anywhere without his suitcase, his baggage. What was his baggage? He grew up in a home where he was hated by his brothers. They resented him. It all came to a head not long after his 17th birthday. They decided to kill him, but instead they threw him into a pit. Then they sold him as a slave to some folks who took him to Egypt, where eventually he wound up in prison. He was 30 years old before things finally got better, and now he's the right-hand man of the Pharaoh in Egypt. He has everything he needs, but he has one thing he doesn't need, baggage. As only God could bring it about, after over 20 years, Joseph and his brothers came face to face. The first time, Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. A year passed. He still carried his baggage. They still carried theirs. But after another year, there was a providential meeting when God brought them face to face with the pain in the suitcase of their hearts. One of the things that we've acknowledged in the course of this series is that all of us have baggage. We don't like to talk about it, but we carry it with us everywhere we go. If there is something painful in the baggage that happened in the past, that can have an impact on our lives in the present. If we allow it, it can also have a detrimental impact on our future. At this point in the biblical story of Joseph, God brings Joseph to deal with the painful baggage he was carrying. Some of you are like Joseph. There's something very painful inside the suitcase of your heart. I've been carrying this suitcase to church every Sunday now for the past nine weeks, holding it up to you, suggesting to you that we all have baggage. If I could see your suitcase, I might ask, hey, what's inside? But chances are you wouldn't want to talk about it. You carry that suitcase pretty close, and nobody looks inside, not even you. Nobody in all of Egypt knew what Joseph was carrying inside the suitcase of his heart. He never told anybody about his brothers and the hurt they brought into his life, but he carried that hurt with him every minute of every day. What is that painful experience you carry inside your suitcase? Maybe you bear resentment for it. Maybe you don't. But the pain is very real, maybe even very raw. Someone listening today might be carrying some disappointment with God. You asked God to do something. He didn't. You were hurt. You never got over it. That's what you carry in your suitcase. Someone else is carrying the pain of their parents' divorce. It hurt you. 
You felt betrayed and abandoned. You never got over it. You survived, but you carry that pain into every other relationship in your life. That's the hurt you carry in your suitcase. For someone else, it's grief. You lost a child. You lived through it, but your heart has never been the same. You understand what Jacob said when he talked about carrying sorrow to his grave because you carry yours every day. Still others carry a dark family secret inside the suitcase. Maybe that's you. You were abused at the hands of somebody you loved and trusted. Now it's hard for you to love or trust anybody. There's plenty inside your suitcase. You don't want to think about it or talk about it. Why did it have to happen to you? That's just one of the many questions you have packed away in the suitcase of your heart. And then there are those who are carrying some dark personal secret, an abortion, an affair, some secret sin or addiction that destroys your self-esteem. As far as you are concerned, nobody will ever know what you carry inside your suitcase, but God knows. So Joseph carried his baggage every day. You carry yours. Something very painful is inside this suitcase. Number two, the time will come when God will ask you to open that suitcase. Would you have come to church today if we had announced we were having a suitcase opening service? Probably not, unless it were to look in somebody else's suitcase. Well, that day came for Joseph in Genesis chapter 45, so I ask you to open your Bible to that chapter, Genesis 45, and let's look and listen as God brings Joseph to open the suitcase of his heart. Genesis 45, beginning to read in verse 1. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried, Have everyone go out from me. So there was no man with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Please come closer to me. And they came closer, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall live in the land of Goshen and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children and your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will also provide for you for there are still five years of famine to come and you and your household and all that you have would be impoverished. Behold, your eyes see and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth which is speaking to you. Now you must tell my father of all my splendor in Egypt and all that you have seen, and you must hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. He kissed all his brothers, 
and wept on them, and afterward his brothers talked with him. You see in that story that God is clearly bringing Joseph to face the pain of his past. Intensifying the emotional drama of the moment is that God required him to open that suitcase in the very presence of the people who brought all this pain into his life. Some years ago, a pastor's son wrote me a letter. He was a member of our church. His dad was pastor in another state where he grew up. In the letter, he expressed the deep pain he and his family endured at the hands of some people in the church when he was growing up. As I read that letter, I wondered what it might be like for that church and, and those people to hear the grief and pain they brought into the life of a little boy and see that he was still carrying that grief as a man with a family of his own. God caused him to look inside the suitcase of his heart, to face the pain of his past, and to consider the impact that it has on his life today. The time will come when God will ask you to open up that suitcase and whatever it is that might be inside, Joseph had to face the pain of his past and so will you. You have heard me say that the story of Joseph is the Romans 8.28 of the Old Testament. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. That is true, but that doesn't mean that everything that happens is good or that God causes everything that happens. And that brings me to the third point of the message today. God doesn't expect you to gloss over your painful past. There are a couple of ways you could do that. One is just to pretend that it never even happened. You could bury it so deep in your psyche, so deep in the suitcase, that you could effectively blot it out of your conscious memory. There are some things so painful that as a protective mechanism, the mind blocks them from memory. Nonetheless, those th things still bear on our subconscious minds. They are still a part of us. They still shape our lives. God doesn't want you just to forget about the pain as if it never even happened. Second, you could powder over it, just cover up the scar and somehow make it seem less painful than it really was. Little boys are told to toughen up, not to cry. We're often told that didn't hurt until sooner or later we learn to say it ourselves about a lot of things when it really did hurt. Something painful is inside the suitcase that you carry. It really did hurt. And it just might be something that came at the hands of someone else who meant to hurt you. They planned to hurt you. They enjoyed hurting you. God doesn't want you to gloss over your painful past as if it didn't hurt. He wants you to call it for what it is. That is exactly what Joseph would later do in the presence of his brothers. On over in chapter 50, verse 20, he says to his brothers, as for you, you meant evil against me. Other translations say, you intended to harm me. It was a deliberate act on their part. They meant him to suffer, and he did suffer. One of the things that helps us grow is to acknowledge a thing for what it is. Joseph said, it was evil, it was bad, it hurt, it was not a good thing. There may be something like that in your life. It might be that you're carrying guilt and shame inside this suitcase 
for the pain someone else unleashed in your life. God doesn't want you to gloss it over. Call it what it is. Give yourself permission to grieve over whatever it is that brought her into your life. God is calling you to open up the suitcase so that he can help you face your painful past. Next, miracles happen when you surrender your painful past to God's sovereignty. Earlier, I suggested that someone here might be carrying some disappointment with God in the suitcase of your heart. You ask God to do something and he didn't, or you feel that he let you down. You carry that in your heart. You don't want to talk about it or look at it. Let me tell you about Mary and Martha. They had their disappointment sealed up inside a tomb. It was their brother. He got sick. They asked Jesus to come and heal him. Jesus didn't get there on time. Their brother died. When Jesus arrived, their brother Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. That tomb was their suitcase. Their deepest hurt and disappointment with Jesus was inside that tomb. Do you know what Jesus asked them to do? He asked them to open it. They objected. Their dead brother was inside that tomb, and every day he was in that tomb, things got a little bit worse. Isn't the same thing true about the hurt that you have sealed up inside the suitcase of your heart? Every day it is there, it gets a little worse and a little more hopeless. That day, as Jesus stood outside the tomb of Lazarus, he asked them to take away the stone, to open it, to give the situation to him, to surrender the past four days of death and disappointment to his sovereignty. They did, and he raised their brother but that never would have happened had they not responded to his call to open up that painful place. In facing their deepest hurt, they discovered what God could do. What could God do with your painful past should you surrender it to his sovereignty? It was bad. It was painful. It hurt, but they gave it to God and he worked good out of it. He told them that if they would believe, they would see the glory of God. Is it possible for you to see the glory of God in your hurt? Not as long as you hold on to it. Not as long as you leave it sealed up and refuse to face it. Not until you surrender your painful past to God will you see the glory of what he can do and how he can work good out of something that has been incredibly painful in your life. Listen to what Joseph said to his brothers. In their presence, he faced the pain of his past releasing it to God's sovereignty. He was coming to the realization that God's guiding hand had always ruled over his difficulty. On over in chapter 50, verses 20 and 21, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring about this present result, to preserve many people alive, so therefore do not be afraid, I will provide for you and for your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Why was Joseph able to relate kindly to his brothers? Had they hurt him? Yes. Did they intend to hurt him? Yes. But Joseph saw a bigger picture. He surrendered his painful past to God's sovereignty. And as a result, God was able to work a miracle that is still impacting the world to this day. Listen to how Joseph related his perspective to his brothers. He said, don't be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here 
for God sent me before you to preserve life. And he goes on to say in verse seven, to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Miracles happen when you surrender your painful past to God's sovereignty. Let me illustrate by telling you a story from Henry and Richard Blackaby's book, Hearing God's Voice. In the 1970s, in the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, there were two leaders in a local church there who were at odds with one another. To make matters even worse, these two men were brothers. They'd been feuding with each other for over 13 years. They continued to come to church and have some measure of a relationship, but for the past two years, these two brothers who went to the same church had not said one single word to each other. The church was going through a series of special services and the pastor uh, thought it was time to bring these two brothers together. At first, they were reluctant to concede they were wrong, but broken by the Holy Spirit, they began to weep over the condition of their sinful hearts. God opened up the suitcase of their hearts. They began dealing with their sin by confessing the wrongness of their broken relationship to the church. It was painful and difficult for them, but what God did from that moment was nothing short of miraculous. Something began to happen in that church body. Others opened up the suitcase of their hearts, allowing God to deal with sin and the hurt buried inside. When the meetings came to an end, instead of ending, they were extended. Night after night, more people came. Soon the gatherings became too large for the church auditorium. They had to move to larger facilities to have the meetings. The crowds continued to grow so much that the meetings had to be moved four times over the next seven weeks. Revival swept Western Canada because two brothers allowed God to open the suitcase of their hearts. They released their painful past to his sovereignty and what happened next was something only God could do. What will happen if you continue to hang on to the pain of your past? Well, across the course of this series, we've said it will put the purpose of God in jeopardy. It will infect others. It will keep you from experiencing God's glory, the wonder of what God could do in that situation. And the situation in the suitcase, like the situation in the tomb of Lazarus, will get worse and worse. The death and decay inside you, inside your suitcase, will soon leach out. The sooner you give God your painful past, the sooner he can bring healing to your heart and the sooner he can display his glory to a watching world. Close it up and leave what's inside to fester and decay and all that will result is more resentment. Open it up and give it to God and you will open the door for revival because miracles still happen when you surrender your painful past to God's sovereignty. Let's pray.